If you're loving the Bible Brief, will you take just a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? We're having hundreds of people every week try out the show, and we want you to help even more discover the Bible Brief. Potential listeners depend upon your reviews to learn why they should listen. So will you do us a favor? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Join the cause to help the world learn the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Jesus is alive, and the disciples are brimming with expectation. Will Jesus finally become king over Israel? That's what we're exploring today on The Bible Brief. Jesus is alive, but now Jesus is leaving. After being with the disciples for a period of about 40 days, after his resurrection from the dead, he ascends into heaven. The establishment of the kingdom of God is going to have to wait. But Jesus says two things to his followers that give them an idea of what the future holds. First, he tells them that he is going to send the Holy Spirit to them. The Holy Spirit is God who would dwell in them, and in doing so, the Holy Spirit would cause them to have a new birth that we spoke about in the last episode. This birth would cause them to become people of the kingdom of God, sealed forever in the righteousness of Jesus the Messiah. But the Holy Spirit would also help the people he dwelled in. He would guide them into truth, provide comfort, and ultimately empower believers in Jesus to spread his kingdom message to the whole world. Which brings us to the second thing Jesus said before he left. He tells them that they have a job to do. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says this to his disciples, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Jesus commands his disciples to make more disciples, who would obey the commands of Jesus. The disciples had expected a kingdom, but instead they got a mission. By the power of the Holy Spirit, they were to expand the people of the kingdom by making more disciples from all the nations of the world. God's plan was bigger than just the kingdom of Israel. He was going to make a kingdom built from people of every nation on the planet. So Jesus ascends to heaven and the disciples head to Jerusalem to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit who Jesus would send. And about 10 days later, God the Holy Spirit comes upon them. While huddled together, waiting in an upper room, we read this. Suddenly, a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each of them. And then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were Jews staying in Jerusalem, devout people from every nation under heaven. When this sound occurred, a crowd came together and was confused because each one of them heard speaking in his own language. They were astounded and amazed. Look, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us can hear them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia, in Judah and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and all the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in our own tongues. 
they were all astounded and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? The Holy Spirit that God gave the disciples was already working his mission. He was spreading this kingdom message to all the nations of the earth, and he was using his disciples to do it. Among these disciples was a fisherman named Peter, who had been with Jesus since the very beginning of his public ministry. And Peter, wary of Jesus before he was crucified and resurrected, became like a new man when the Holy Spirit came upon him. After this event, he stands up and proclaims to the people of the crowd in Jerusalem that God has fulfilled and is still fulfilling ancient promises through Jesus and by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in people. Further, he says that Jesus certainly is the Messiah that they had been waiting for and that the people should turn away from sin and believe in Jesus. And upon preaching this short sermon, 3,000 people in Jerusalem become believers. The fire that had come upon the disciples in the upper room had become a wildfire. The Holy Spirit was making a people fit for the kingdom of God. But just as Jesus was met with resistance in his ministry, the church experiences the same. After a while, the church, this group of believers from among many nations, is met with resistance that quickly becomes persecution. Soon, we witness the first martyr of the church, who is a man named Stephen. Stephen is accused of blasphemy against God, and the leaders of the Jews condemn him to death by stoning. And it's during this event that we meet a person who becomes a major figure in the remainder of the Bible. This man's name is Paul, who also went by Saul. And during the stoning of Stephen, he is watching over the garments that the men took off in order to effectively stone Stephen. Paul is an intelligent Jewish man who is zealous about the law of God, and he continually resists the growth of the church, so much so that he begins a systematic effort to condemn the people of the church in all the cities around Jerusalem. The Bible says this, that he was ravaging the church. He would enter house after house, drag off men and women, and put them in prison. But God was working on Paul. Listen to this from Acts chapter 9. Now Saul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. And as he traveled and was nearing Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting, he replied. But get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. Jesus appears to Paul in the midst of his effort to persecute the church, and identifies himself as the one who Paul is actually persecuting. And Paul is temporarily blinded as he becomes a believer in Jesus as the Messiah. He realizes that he's been wrong about Jesus this whole time, and it says just a few verses later that he immediately began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues that is, the places where Jews gathered to study the Old Testament. Paul was proclaiming Jesus, saying, He is the Son of God. Apparently, God had been working in the life of Paul, such that immediately upon seeing Jesus, Paul became a believer. Later in his life, Paul would say in a letter to a younger Christian that, I received mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Messiah Jesus might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. Said another way, 
If God could be patient with a persecutor of the church and a wicked sinner like Paul, he could be patient with any sinner who would be drawn by Jesus and the message of the kingdom of God. Now, I said that Paul wrote this in a letter, and this is an example of something we see that makes up much of the New Testament. Letters. That is, letters of correspondence among Christians who are trying to understand life in this new church era. In these letters, we find a deeper understanding of what Jesus did when he died on the cross, where he is now, how the church is supposed to act, how the church is supposed to consider the law that God had given the nation Israel millennia prior, among many other subjects. As you read the New Testament, you'll discover that about 22 of the 27 books are these letters of correspondence, many of which were actually written by Paul, this persecutor turned believer. But now we're going to end this episode talking about someone else. We're going to talk about John. Now, John was one of the disciples of Jesus, and he was eventually the writer of the New Testament book of John that provides one of the four records of Jesus' life and ministry. After the Holy Spirit came upon John on that day in Jerusalem, he did what Jesus commanded and began to proclaim the good news of Jesus in the kingdom of God. However, decades after doing this, and seeing many men and women around him persecuted and condemned to death for their faith in Jesus, he finds himself on an island called Patmos. He's in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea on an island, banished as a punishment for his preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And it's here, on this island, that God gives him a glimpse of the times to come. Times of trouble, times of triumph, rebellion and war, and ultimately, in the end, a new garden, where we see a tree from way back in the beginning of the Bible, the tree of life. We'll explore this next time in our final episode of our Bible run-through. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Are you enjoying the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast app. It will help people discover the Bible brief and be exposed to the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Thank you for helping us grow. The Bible brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.